welcome to Bean Stuff. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. This is our this is our Christmas episode. Wonderful, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we are here today. I know we've been talking about dry. Well, we talked a little bit about dry processing. We started kind of the process train last week, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to take a little bit of a little bit of a detour, a little bit of a sidetrack, and we talk about uh, something that's very very. Uh, Close and dear to our hearts at this mm-hmm. time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, how do you make good coffee for a group of people? Oh, it can catch you out sometimes. You're not prepared. You, you've got family coming over. You've got... It's exciting. You've got presents. You've got food. You've got all the stuff going. And someone suddenly says, oh, coffee. What are we going to do? Well, we've all been there. We've all been in that room. We've all been in that place with mm-hmm. that big pot of Mr. Coffee. Oh, yes. Or something equivalent. And we've all gone... And it's not good. No, it's 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 not. And it's it's just so common that I would sometimes even before I go if I go for a Christmas party or something, I'll have a good cup of coffee before I go. So I guess you know what? If you're not making coffee for a large group of people and you're going into a situation where you're not sure what the coffee is gonna be like, pregame your coffee. Mm-hmm. Before you get there, already have had your coffee for the evening. Be ready, set up to rock and roll. For oh, you'll be much happier person. But it's a problem. We got to make good coffee for a group of people. We don't want to make them sludge. We don't want to make them di- anything disgusting. So let's get into it. Let's get into how that's, do we fix the problem. That's right. I mean, your desire should be rather than how we're going to get through this or oops, I forgot. You're going to be thinking, how can I have that aha moment for these people saying, what was that stuff that you gave us? Oh, that was coffee. No. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Well, I think number one tip yeah. is don't keep it on a on a warmer. Oh, that's depressing. That is that is not in the holiday spirit. No, I I I've tried to learn tips even for the old warming plate of McDonald's. I remember when I was younger, I would wait until it was almost gone, mm-hmm. and then I'd I'd go to the back of the line again. I was out the front. No, I'd go to the back of the line again and to try and, and get a fresh brew. Yep, and see them making a fresh brew. Okay, now I can go and order my hamburger. I, I think that that's such a big thing because we talked about it in our extraction episode on how that is so bad for your coffee. Oh. Let it stay there. Let it brew. Keep it hot. All these things. We start extracting a lot of. You just need to oof. go some basic chemistry, and you go, "Whoa! I can't believe what's being produced in this uh, you black." You can't cheat chemistry. Nope. No, you just it's can't. gonna happen, but <laughs> I think that the you know so that's number one. Just don't don't keep your coffee so hot for so long. No. Even if you're gonna use the worst machine in the world, make a fresh pot. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's the next piece we need to look at? Well, I I would break it down into two pieces really. One is before the big day. Before we're talking about Christmas at this time, but there's other crowd situations that come along, mm. and you probably may be getting known for being the coffee man, and they may ask you, or coffee woman, or the coffee woman. That's right, and they may ask you, uh, would you mind, Paul? Would you bring the coffee? And you say yes, and then you realize, whoa, it's a crowd. What am I going to do? How can we do this without Mr. Coffee, Keurig, or too much compromise? That's well put, Reed. Well put. (laughs) Well, uh, Well, I guess my first question, can it be done? I think it can be done. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah, it can be done. It can be done. So, tips of the day. How can it be done? one. Number one, really I'm thinking, be prepared, of course, but number one is buy or better, roast your own beans for the occasion. 
Whoa. Whoa. Starting off with a big stamp. I know. If you're roasting your own. Buying your own is not too bad. No, it's not too bad. Not too bad. But uh, I think fresh beans is, is extremely important, even if you're going to use a very inadequate coffee machine mm-hmm. and 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 you're not going to have something that's going to do the right mm-hmm. uh, brewing techniques it's still possible to get a at least the best you can out of that it's amazing if you can tweak things if you have the right beans as you're saying and right. uh, they taste good the flavor is perfect you can tweak things of how much you put in the the grind you use and and you'll find even the hardest coffee machine to make good coffee in can suddenly be transformed because you've put some thought into it. And you go, someone says, is that from our coffee pot? Yeah. It's like putting good gas in your car. If you put diesel in a gas car, it's going to do none, some not good things. Mm-hmm. But if you buy really good premium you know, gas, mm-hmm. whoo, you're going to be... You're is gonna, this my car? You're wow. You're going to say, man... This little thing is a little. This is a little rocket. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be good. So I think getting that fresh coffee, mm-hmm. whether you feel like your espresso machine, your your Mister Coffee, whatever you have, is adequate. Yeah, is the first step to success. Don't skimp. I mean, you 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 have this beautiful ritual. I do anyway in the morning where I make the best coffee in the world, and it happens every morning. I don't know how it works, but it's. Have you so- talked to Guinness about that? Um, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you've learned how to do it for yourself. How can, and we're talking here. How do you sort of share the love out there? How do you sort of say here? I want to share this with other people, and so don't skimp on just be. Oh, just buy some cheap beans, and who cares? Right? No, you know you can make some wonderful friends and conversations because you put some thought into it. And I think the next thing is grind it. Yeah, I know that sounds pretty simple, but don't grind it two weeks before. No, don't no. grind it. The day before, if you can. Yeah, I know. I, we were thinking about that, and I said, well, grind it the day before, go to the coffee shop and get it ground the well, right way. But we had said, if you don't have a grinder. Right. And then I thought about it. No, nah, don't do that. Go. It's easy to buy a grinder. We do have an episode on that as well. There you go. Not to throw you off to another episode, but mm-hmm. I think that getting your own grinder is, a, is, is the next step. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have good coffee and you do a bad grind, it's better than nothing. Oh, right. But if you have good coffee and a good grind, you really are setting yourself up for some success. Borrow a grinder. Do anything to beg for a grinder because it'll Just make a difference. Just don't steal one. No. You know what? Ask for one for Christmas. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow, I like the open up in the, whoa, a grinder. You could get uh, everyone grinder, in your family, you get everyone in your family a different coffee piece. Oh, mate. And you could be set up for the, for the whole whole day. Uh, perhaps someone's going to buy an espresso machine for somebody. So we've got good ground coffee. We've got good fresh ground coffee. Mm-hmm. What is next? So that's kind of, we're getting ready for the day. We yeah. know what, what products we're going to be working with. What about on the day? I On the day, well, just one more thing on the day before, whenever. Mm. I think I've got it down in the notes in a different sort of order here. But, but I'm thinking... Have a trial before the day. That's and, true. And just test it and say. And you don't have to test. Like if you're making a lot, don't mm-hmm. make a ton, mm-hmm. but use the equipment you're going to be using. Yeah. Or you've perhaps you've got an office party. Give it a go there. You yeah. Know? And and they may not care if it's good or bad coffee. If they've got bad coffee all the time. They'll think this is great. Someone's doing it. Wonderful. Right. But uh, prepare. And when I say that, you're going to prepare the proportions, the grind, because mm-hmm. that will change. As we get into on the day of what machine you use, that will change because the machine's large, it's got more volume, suddenly you're going to do some math or you are going to have to trial and error and just see, does this taste good? And I think 
what we're going to run into is we're actually going to, uh, this is not going to solve all your problems this, mm-hmm. this episode. Unfortunately, it's going to actually create some. It's <laughs> true. Because you're going to make coffee and you're going to run out of circulation. You're going to run out of coffee. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you make, it's going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to be taken and, and consumed. You got to be prepared for that. I think mentally just getting into the space where you go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run out of coffee at points. Yeah. And, and you also, you know, you don't want to be stuck making coffee the entire evening. I would say word is going to get out. Next next Christmas, someone's going to say, you remember that coffee we had at the Allens? Whoa, let's go to the Allens again. Yeah, you got to buckle up. Next year, people are going to bring friends. Yep. And you need bigger machines to make more coffee. And that's, you might uh, want to look at renting a space. Yeah. I think one thing you had mentioned in our notes here is on the days, an espresso machine is not... I mean, I would say this. If I went to a Christmas party where you were making espressos, mm-hmm. or if we had Cole making espressos mm-hmm. or Brandon, Bra- yeah. like that would be a good party. Mm-hmm. I'd feel bad for you, Cole, or Brandon, because you would, guys would be stuck the whole time. We would be out of circulation, which we may like. We may just be enjoying ourselves in the kitchen yeah. making espressos, people watching going, whoa, I've never seen it be made before. But yes. It's not practical, unless mm. that's what you want to do the entire evening. Yeah. Do you want to get away from the people? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you may get away from people, but as they taste the coffee, you're going to start drawing crowds. You'll have more people going, what What are you doing in that kitchen that makes this elixir so beautiful? Exactly. So espresso machines are not going to be very practical. In my day, it was, and I, I haven't seen them, fortunately, too often these days. They're out there. Uh, and that's the uh, percolator. Mm. And it was good for big crowds, and I love the blip. It's kind of a showstopper. It burns the coffee. So we're just crossing off the list. Yep. No espresso. No espresso. No percolator. No. You I mean, know what? Well, you, what about AeroPress? AeroPress is quick. I, I cannot say enough good stuff about mm-hmm, AeroPress. Good, there you go. But, but with a crowd, it's a lot of time, a lot of energy. It's it's not going to bring out the coffee fast enough. We were talking about it earlier. It's almost like you'd have to have multiple AeroPresses. It'd be, you know what it would be? It'd be like, have you ever played the game Whack-A-Mole? Not sure. No. Really? Whack a mole. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's the game. I thought where you said whack a mole. You're not whacking a mole. Whack a mole isn't okay. the animal. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got a board of holes in front of you, and a mole will pop up out mm-hmm. of one of them. You have okay. to hit it with a hammer. Yeah. How's that relate to your Another one pops up, and you have to hit that one. Another one pops up. You got to hit that oh, one. Oh, I think I see where you're going. It would be kind of like that if you had multiple arrow presses. You'd be like pushing two down. You, you could just get everybody one. involved, like a party game. Okay, one, two, three, push down now. <laughs> you know what? All right, I changed my uh, mind. AeroPress could work. Okay, yeah. It's going to be expensive because you're going to have to buy a bunch. Everyone has their own AeroPress. Oh, might there could be another Christmas. Pre- oh, anyway, moving on, moving on. Door prize. Door prize. But go. anyway, not economical for at scale. I thought about it, Reed, and I, I came up with three, and I'm sure there's more. But uh, the one first one, I thought, okay, here you is came a possibility. Up with three methods Pos- that method. would work? Exactly, I think. Gotcha. Uh, you think? I, well, I, they work. I've tried them. Oh, they, they are tested methods. They are tested methods. One is the pour-over. Okay. And now, when I think of pour over, yes. just to slow down for a second, I think of a, like a single cup pour over, but you're talking, oh, what yes. are you talking about? Uh, I, I mean, it's the same principle as a single cup, but right. a lot of the pour overs have larger versions. Mm. And the Chemex, you you know, often people use the three cup version, and whatever three cups means, I mean, three cups may be six cups in your sized cups. So you got to try that and see how much it actually right. makes. But you can, I know you can get a, you know, five, eight cup. It's bigger, and therefore right. you're going to have to use more coffee. You're going to check out the grind and the extraction. Mm. But guess what? It makes more coffee. In the end, you have more coffee to pour out to a crowd. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think that the, the Chemex is a great idea, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a fairly simple, fairly easy. There's not a lot of setup, not a lot of tear down. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. Yeah, makes it uh, possible to do. I mean, you know, you need need preparation. You need to make sure you have filters because they the big ones have different size filters. Mm. You may need more water than you're used to with your three cup. Well, and I think that's a good point too. Making sure you've got adequate hot water supply. Mm-hmm. We we don't have one of those little taps that has hot water that oh, just pours wonderful. out, which would be nice. So mm-hmm. if you've got that, you've got it dialed. Oh, mate, yeah. But making sure that you've got a full kettle and no one's used it for tea or anything. Oh, well, well, kettle's not too much because it's just going to be water in there. Right, but making sure it's full. Oh, right, yeah. But I would, if you need more, and you will probably need more, right. borrow from some friends. Mm. You know, just make sure you, or your, your your circuits don't all suddenly blow on you because <laughs> you've got too much amperage going through the house. <laughs> don't don't put it all in one power strip and turn everything on. Actually, you know, we laugh, but that's not a even when at, at work when I'm doing a number of kettles, I would I have to run around the, the workplace because I plug them into different uh, outlets or sockets because I want them far apart so they don't all just blow the fuse. It's <laughs> Merry happened. Christmas. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, making sure you're not doing something that's going to hurt the house. <laughs> right. Fair enough. So next next method. What's your next? Well, what's your next after topic? the pour over. It's not after. You you may have a pour over. And you think, oh yeah, I, I can do that. Right. By the way, the good thing about pour over too, you can do it in front of people. Part of the whole experience atmosphere is, you know, you can show them coughing. That people go. Wow, you're really thinking about that. And you can get different, you can get these fancy jugs out there. You can have it on a hot plate that keeps it at the 200 degrees and and it pours out just the right amount. I'm a bit cheap and I use the old kettle, the same kettle we use to boil water for a cup of tea and it pours out. You've got to be very careful. Out it comes, real whole lot of it. But anyway. Anyway. Second one I would say, and this is a, a, I prefer, I, I like this method as well, and that is the French press. Good stuff. Once you again, can't go wrong. No, I mean you can't. You, you can. Where you can go wrong is proportions again, because you're so used to like a three cup or six cup. You can get eight. You can get ten cup French presses. Yeah, twelve cup. I think. Yeah, I think you can too. I wasn't going to say that because I was. Oh, that's so. I, that's big. a lot of pushing down. Well, you know, well French press is different. Uh, different to an aero press, which you do have to push down hard. I'm just saying that's a lot of coffee. If you're pushing cups. down too hard on a French press, you're going to shatter the glass. <laughs> Do you know that from experience? I unfortunately know that from experience. Oh, strong man. <laughs> I thank you. Um, <laughs> Weak glass. <laughs> <laughs> but the French press is a good method. It's yeah. a solid method. And the nice thing is it's already, you can just pour straight from it. So you could exactly. do a French press, walk out into the yep. area mm-hmm. where people are, pour, pour, pour. Yep, yep. And you could borrow, if you got, still don't have a large one, you could some from friends who have one who've dusted off for you and say, why don't, and they give, you know, they lend it to you and they say, you might as well just keep it because I never use it. Yeah. <laughs> but they come to the party and they taste the coffee says, forget it, I want to take my French press home. That was so nice. Well, two things I want to mention about French press. Number one, French yes. press was the very first episode that we ever did. Really? That's right. So wow. it's kind of special to think oh, back to. Well, oh, oh. Take a little moment. Yeah. My other thing I was going to say is, what is your, what are some of your, like, do you have any brands in your mind that you like? When you think of French press, you go, oh, oh I think of, like, for me personally, I think of Bodum. Mm-hmm, that's a common known one. I mean, will any French press do pretty much? 
be careful here, I've got to be careful. Yes, I think you can do pretty well. The problem is in the French press is you push it down the bit that the filter that's on there, uh-huh. it can if it just plastics it can break very easily. And and to get a cheaper one, you've got to be careful and right. then you've ruined your night then by oh broke. Ugh, what am I gonna do now? I've definitely had that where you push it and the rod just keeps going. It can, yeah, and it, when it shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> right. The filter stays where it is, but the rod keeps going. It's a problem. And so uh, there are others out there. I've been to in, in here in the States. We can go to places like Ross and Marshalls and places where you can get them quite a good price um, and you can get some good ones. I've even seen Bodums. Or again, Goodwill, secondhand. Often mm. there's, there's these Bodums and others out there too. Goodwill. Great place for old Christmas ugly sweaters for those Christmas parties you go to and great place for coffee gear. I just realized, yeah, I can't remember now because I've been in America for a little while now mm. and I call them French press. I think back home we called them something that's a plunger. Mm. Not a plunger for the toilet, but a plunger for no. your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on quickly from that. I was going to say about the French press and the plunger that uh, if you do make one and mm. you have only used half of it and people are still talking or coming, right. put it into a, some sort of thermos uh, rather than just leave it in the French press where it continues to extract and that second half is going to taste horrible. Yeah, and I think that's a, that is a crucial piece, kind of like we talked about with um, – with like the Mr. Coffee and the hot plate, those mm, kind of things. Storing coffee sort of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be important that once you make that, that you use it. So like we talked about making enough, also don't make too much. Yeah. Like it's, I would rather, it's, it's going to be better to make it on demand almost for, oh, four people want coffee. I'll make a sixth thing of coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, we don't want, we don't want that over. But if you've got 20 people suddenly wanting coffee, Making it beforehand mm. may be the way to go and putting it into thermos so you have enough to to satisfy the immediate need. Then you can make more because people are going to ask, can I have some more? That tasted so good. What was that coffee? Right. Well, so I've got a problem that I need you to fix for me. I need a suggestion for you. Okay. So um, I don't I don't want to sit there and pour. I don't want to. I don't want to press down on a plunger. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to. I want to do oh. as little work as possible to mm. get a, 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 you know, I want to get coffee for six of my friends. What, uh, what you got for me? I got the answer for you, Reed. You've got the, you've got the solution. I have. I don't even, really. I came across the solution oh, 10 years ago, possibly. And it hasn't changed. Where, were you, were you on a mission? Uh, through the forest to find this <laughs> not quite not quite i was in the city and i was told about this at a roasters guild retreat and and i experienced it i probably there i'm thinking but i was told about it at least there and i went on the mission like you said and i found it <laughs> sounds I, like a magical experience oh, it was and it is it still is today <laughs> and i love the word i think it's made in is it denmark or in scandinavia at least anyway yeah and it is called mm. the mocha master or the Technovorm. Oh. I tell you, I tell you, it's 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 exciting. And it makes coffee, it, it sort of blows all everything, all these things away because it does make for a larger amount. Mm. And but it makes it so, so well. And when I bought it 10 years ago, it was the only one that would do it. They now these two would do what? Make a large amount of coffee in the right way. Now, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by the right way? Because I've I've seen a lot of coffee machines make coffee. Oh, I've seen expensive ones that are not made in the right way. What is it? What do you? How do you define the right? I'm going to put it down, bring it down to two things. Just two. Two. Oh, just two for now. Um, and it's the time of the brew and the temperature. Well, and what? 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 If I? If I? I've got a thermostat. 
I've got a timer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to test things out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if you're right. Yep, good. What am I looking for? What are you looking for is uh, the time of the brew. You want it to be, I would say, even for like a 16, 12 cup, you want it to be under six minutes. Gotcha. And most brewers uh, are not going, in fact, I remember doing a test at uh, <laughs> where I work at Caravan and uh, we started this and we had a, a Technovorm and I started that going and we had another I think it was a Mr. Coffee that we just said, what do people typically use? And a girl said, oh, I'll bring my mother's t- um, Mr. Coffee. And we set them going. And after six minutes, the Technovorm, oh, smelled good. So the Ethiopian, I can't remember, it was, I think it was Ethiopian yogurt, Jeff. Man, it was mm. nice. And hers wasn't even started. It was still warming <laughs> still, up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, we poured out little sample cups and you all had this and hers had started about a quarter of it going and so I went ahead and did my lecture on, on the freshness of coffee <laughs> and coffee machines. And uh, at the end, it just finishing. This is 20 minutes later now. Wow. It was too long. And the extraction time, we've learned about this in pour overs and French presses. And you've got it. The extraction time is so, so important, even on an espresso. Right. And uh, so the Technovorm does it all within six minutes. But there's another point. You've there's got another to, piece of the puzzle. There is. You've got to have these two pieces. And the other part is the temperature. Mm-hmm. We remember taking some uh, coffee pots apart and finding what is the temperature, what are they boiling to, mm. and uh, most of them, some of them were only getting up to 140 Fahrenheit. And where should they go to? They should be up to getting up to 200 Fahrenheit. Wow. So and you're getting a very like we talk about that extraction. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not getting everything that you need out of that bean. No, no, and exactly, <laughs> it's and like pouring warm water on a bean. That's right. You must have a cold brew, I guess. I'm not sure, but it. Yeah. And so, if you don't get both of, you need both of those things. Right. You're going to get a poor quality coffee, and that's where I think the the technical. I, I believe there's a, a Bonavita and Bana bought something out that I know that the SCA, the Specialty Coffee Association, mm. has said, yeah, that's that's doing time, and it's doing temperature at the right um, uh, amount. And, uh, but it's, I've had mine for 10 years and it is going strong. It's, it's, it's been a well, it's performed well. Yep. Um, I, it, funny enough, it does have a hot plate, but I, you can, fortunately has a button that you don't need to turn that on. And you I you don't can turn it on or off. So the water comes through, beautiful coffee comes through and I pour it out immediately and uh, you can put it into thermos again. In fact, some of the technoforms that are out there now go straight into a thermos, which is mm. really a nice feature. Which you still have to watch out for your over extraction and stuff. But exactly. It, it can be, uh, you can even, I'm saying, I'm getting a little excited here, but you can you can even do a bloom. Ooh. When you're doing a pour over, often you, the first 20, 30 seconds, you pour just on the top and it mm-hmm. blooms up and lets some of the gases out. It's, it's a good thing to do on a pour over. Yeah. With a technical you can do this where you just don't take the pot out and it has an automatic thing that shuts off any, any coffee getting through. Right. You uh, the water start the machine. The water so comes it's, out. It it's, it disperses water on top of the onto grounds. the top of the machine. It sprays and then you it pull nicely. The, the container that it's emptying into, so it doesn't empty. Yep, it's just stuck. It doesn't doesn't come out. But what it does is it sits there, and the water sprays out on the top. It blooms. Yeah, and you actually see like the coffee expand and those mm-hmm, gases coming mm-hmm. out. And then you can put the coffee pot back under and and carry on your your making the coffee. That's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. So we've got some great solutions. We've got French press, we've got pour over, and then we've got the Technovorm. Mm-hmm. But this is Christmas. This is not just for you. Ooh. There's other people involved. Mm-hmm. There's going to be compromise. There will be. There will be, and there needs to be. And 
It's you know, a time of good cheer. You need all men. Right. And women. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot of comfort. Or, or there, maybe there's not a lot, but mm-hmm. there's going to be some compromise. And there's, you know, we had talked earlier about the thermos is a, you know, you're going to overextract potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it can keep it warm. Not everyone's going to maybe drink coffee at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think that's that, possible. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, that, that having a thermos is a good idea. You know, have a thermos Especially that you only when you use for coffee. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you compare it to being on a hot plate. Right. Thermos is going to win every time. So make sure it's a thermos. Make sure you've poured hot water and cleaned out the thermos so it doesn't taste like anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you you might use smaller cups. I think that, yeah. was a, that was a suggestion you had. I thought, wow, that's a good Yeah. Good Often idea. we have tea china sets that we've never used. Well, put some coffee into them. They're smaller. And that why that's good. It means that you the, mm. the amount you make can go a lot further because people are just having a small amount and they'll come back for more. No problem. Right. Right. So small. And then we're going to have to have some stuff that we, we really don't talk about this too much on the podcast, but, uh, oh. cream. Oh, ouch. Ouch. We talk about milk. Milk's fine. Milk's all right. Sugar. Oh, ouch. Half and half. What's that? Skim milk. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I can't believe this is coming out of your and mouth. <laughs> non-dairy. So, you know, like, uh, different types like almond milk. That's yeah, okay. Creamers and things. But, yeah. uh, you might have to appease the, uh, the crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas is, is a time for, for, you know, maybe not a time for goodwill. Con- yeah. It may not be the time that you go and try and convert everybody to drink black coffee. No. Well, I think what you're trying to do and not even big crowds, but when you're pouring mm. coffee to other people, you just want to take them the next step. Whatever right. that may be. And, and if, if that step is good coffee with creamer, eh, it's a step. Exactly. Exactly. If it's suddenly not coffee from the, the plate or the warming plate, but it's from a thermos, you've gone a step. One thing I thought of, yes. one thing I thought of, Yes. decaf and caffeinated coffee. There's going to be those people who want decaf, mm-hmm. but there's going to be those people who want caffeinated. And now you could be sneaky mm-hmm. and you could make just decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. And not tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And then for those who want caffeinated, you pour the same thing. But that's also something to keep in mind is you may want to look at a decaf and a caffeinated mm-hmm. coffee. Which is another good reason to have a thermos at that point. So you can do a right. decaf pot before they come and put it into the thermos and have a yeah. big sign on saying decaf. And we we did a, a test at work, I remember, of decaf and caffeinated coffee. Right. And we did exactly what you said. We did both decaf and they loved, I didn't tell them that's what it was. They loved, what is this coffee? That's decaf. No. <laughs> and that's good decaf. Yeah, you can get good decaf. So you don't need to skimp if you want decaf. And that's not a, if, you're, if your Christmas is meeting the crowd is going to be at nighttime, you need to think about that. That's, that's a polite thing to do. Yeah. So ultimately... Coffee for the crowds mm-hmm. can be done. It, it can, can be done well. You can also do it with compromise. I mean, in the, in, at the end of the day, coffee's you know not the focus of the day necessarily, mm-hmm. but it can just be a, a day enhancer. Oh, it would. It just people go away with you know the aftertaste of coffee. They go away from your place with this aftertaste, going that was really nice. And actually, I can still taste it. What yeah. was that? That was wonderful. Yeah. And it's it's not too terribly difficult. There's lots no. of different methods you can do. And as we've been going through, it's just, it, the thing is to think beforehand and prepare and be ready for it and you're away. Think before you brew. Ooh, there you go. There's a good little advice there. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for getting this far in the episode again. And and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy, Happy holidays. Christmas. Yeah. Um, we're, we're excited to keep on podcasting into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're just excited that you would give us the opportunity to, to talk, to listen. Mm-hmm. 
We've got some good guests coming up too, by the we way. We do have some good guests coming but up. We won't mention who they are, but they are big wigs in the coffee industry as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Yeah, so we've got some awesome guests coming up. Um, we're excited about that. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, the website, beanstuff.com. And we've actually, we've been really excited to have suggestions from people coming mm-hmm. in. Um, we've got some awesome episodes coming up and some cool ideas we're excited been to good. try out. So we always love those. Keep them coming. But again, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>